Northeastern University's Damore McKim School of Business offers the master's degree for corporate entrepreneurs, the MS in Innovation. This program, available 100% online and completed in just one year, is designed to develop leaders and change agents within the corporate setting. If you want to foster explosive growth within your organization through next-generation products or services and business model innovations, they want to hear from you. Northeastern is now accepting applications for its January cohort of online innovation students. Get started today by visiting msininnovation.com. That's msininnovation.com. You're familiar with the website, theverge.com. Yes, heard of it. So earlier this week, we were having problems. I'm not sure how many people on like reading the website noticed it, but on the back end, editors were like, I can't see any of the images on the site. It's terrible. I'm trying to push out the story and it won't let me in. Like this ad where there used to be an ad, it's just this big black box. And like the, the page won't load. Like it just, the website is broken. And so we went to the people who, who sort of work behind the scenes on this, and they're like, actually, it's not even us. Like, there's nothing we can even do about it. The certificate had been revoked. So he, we were loading it over HTTPS, and our certificate authority, GlobalSign, had accidentally, we weren't the only website this happened to, this happened to like Wikipedia also. And the certificate that they were using to verify that this is really Wikipedia, this is really The Verge, some guy like slipped and hit the delete button. And like, they were like, this certificate's no good anymore. And then so suddenly all these browsers, when they saw the certificate, were like, nope, ixnay, like we can't, don't load the page, like something's wrong. Parking brake, like shut everything down. You know, it was just this screw up, but for four days, various parts of the internet were not loading because this one company that no one's ever heard of accidentally revoked this one thing that people don't even know exists. Hello, and welcome to What's Tech, a podcast from TheVerge.com. It is good to be back. I've been away for a little while, but I appreciate you being patient with me. And also, I hope you enjoyed our uh, guest host, Caitlin Tiffany, who is just the best. Today, uh, my name is still Christopher Thomas Plant. I'm still your humble host. I'm joined uh, once again by my friend, my colleague, Verge reporter, Russell Brandom. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. We are talking about web security today, which came to us uh, as a recommendation from a few different people on Twitter. And I am apologizing to them right now for not having their names on hand, but I want them to know that they are excellent uh, humans. And we love any recommendations for the show, so always uh, hit us up. Uh, But let's dig into this, because it is a thing that I will admit... I know maybe a concerningly little amount about for someone who uh, banks their profession on the internet. Well, the uh, the whole idea of these things is that they work without you knowing or you, yeah. you're like having to know. And then they just keep building more and more layers onto it. And so pretty soon it's this whole apparatus. That's fair, I guess. But like, I know how my front door lock works, right? Like, I mean, do you I- really, though? Like, it's, like, like how many pins are in it, you know, like... Yeah, I guess that's true. And, I like, I don't know how, like, my car door lock works. <laughs> Probably the same I've way. I've come to peace 
with the fact that I don't know how anything works that I like interact with on a daily basis. Like, I don't know how this microphone works. I'm I'm in a room surrounded by foam that like helps <laughs> we don't know in why. some way. Like I trust that it does make things sound better, but like why? How does that work? Why sure. is it like in this weird dimple pattern? Like I don't know. I just have to I just to live in the modern world, I just have to be at peace with that. What you do know is like this is a segue <laughs> how how encryption works yeah yeah no so take me through this on the yeah. okay okay so normally what you've heard probably is end-to-end encryption like messages so if you send if i send you an iMessage right or a whatsapp message you know i write it in my phone and the phone does a bunch of crazy stuff to it and adds a, does a bunch of math and it turns it into this thing that like has all the information of the message but it's like all rearranged and messed around and you can't really, you can't read it. You can't like make code. sense of it. Yeah, exactly. It's just all encoded. And then they, that gets sent over. And so someone could like read that, but they wouldn't learn anything from it. They could copy that, but they wouldn't get anything from it. And then it gets to you and you sort of do the dance in reverse and you get your, I mean, your phone does and you get the message, right? So that's normally how people think about encryption. And that's accurate. But with web encryption, it's a little different. So it's like you and this website, right? So what does it mean? You mentioned the bank in, bank information, right? Which is a very yeah. good example. So like the one one thing is you're like putting your password and your, your like login and like the information that someone needs to get money out of your account. You're putting that into this website. Or, or, or yeah. more, more accurately, you're like putting it into this browser program on your computer. And then it's going over to the bank's computer and in between, because the, the it's encrypted, it's just like the iMessage that I sent you, right? So no one can read it in between, right? So that's like, and, and this is also true of, you know, for a long time, years really, Yahoo webmail wasn't encrypted. So like it wasn't HTTPS, it was just HTTP. And people went nuts for it because they were like, you know, if you send someone, like probably you shouldn't be emailing that much sensitive information, but still like, you know, I'm sending, you know, sensitive uh, Social security love number. letters and things over email. Like sure. some guy at my ISP could just look at it and be like, oh, like there's that girl Russell has a crush on in high school. And he would find out it'd be humiliating. Oh um, my gosh. So that's part of it. But it's a little bit confusing because that's not actually... Okay, and, and so there are lots of logins that you do and passwords that you're giving to, to websites that you don't want to be intercepted by someone in the middle, right? Got it. But the weird thing is that's not actually the most important part of web encryption, and it kind of works in the reverse way to normal encryption. So, okay, back to the iMessage example. Like, I was talking about the two dances, right? Like, there's the weird math stuff I do in the beginning to make it unreadable, and then there's the weird math stuff you do at the end to make it readable again, right? Encrypting mm-hmm. and decrypting. Okay, so so the thing that is the basis of modern cryptography is that those are different processes, and one of them can be harder than the other process, right? So, yeah. And this is where you get people call it asymmetric, or there's a public key and a private key, but basically it's like, how hard is it to encrypt things, and how hard is it to decrypt them? So traditionally, in the iMessage example, like, it's very easy to encrypt things, and we make it very hard to decrypt them, right? So anyone can encrypt a message to Chris Plant because it's a public key. That's what you use, and so it's very easy to to do that. But only Chris Plant can decrypt it, right? And so this is like— Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it, like, makes sense. That's what you want because the thing—you're not worried about people being able to do the dance to make it hard to read. You're worried about people being able to do the dance— 
Like, you're worried about people having the the coded part and getting the readable part, right? Yeah. Okay, but if you reverse that process, then you get something called a signature, or that they call a signature. So, so it's now suddenly anyone can decrypt the thing. The hard thing is to encrypt it. So the hard part is doing the dance that makes it the code. And so this is why it's signing, because it's like anyone can read a signature, but it's hard to sign a signature. So it means okay. I can prove that I have the special number, that like I have my little secret thing, and then you can verify you don't you don't have the number yourself, but you can verify that I used the number to make this thing. So and anyone so can get, do that. Yeah. Let me get this right. To go back to this issue that we, we started the episode, right? It would be really hard to make a signature confirming that we're the verge.com. But it's very yeah. easy for all the browsers and all, all the other entry points to understand when that signature is correct, that, hey, that's the signature for the Verge.com. Yeah, this, this really did come from the Verge.com. So, so the, the metaphor I would use is, suppose I want to send you a pie. Okay. And so I'm going to send it through the mail, but I want you to be sure that the pie came from me and it wasn't like no one at the post office like ate the pie or put stuff in the pie or like replaced it with another pie. Sure. So it's like I tie these ribbons around the pie in like this special pattern, right? That only you know. The, well, the, any everyone knows the pattern, but only I can sure. do the pattern, right? Okay. So you can then get the pie and and you see from as you you sort of undo the ribbon and you're like oh okay this was the pattern and now i have the pie you know maybe they can they can also undo the ribbon but then they couldn't redo it sure so that make, i'll say this yeah. two things one makes a lot of sense two the strangest metaphor we've ever had on this <laughs> well it's I, have you seen the movie thinner stephen king's thinner they have a cursed it, I mean, pie obviously i have seen the movie thinner it's great by the author stephen king uh and so it's there's a cursed pie. And so I considered having that, the curse as part of them, like they want to curse the pie. But also, I mean, realistically, a ribbon wouldn't stop you from cursing a pie. So uh, yeah, that's just not how gypsy magic works. Of uh, course. Okay, so what does this mean in actual terms? Basically, so you're, you're getting this website, right? Like the pie is a website. You're getting the verge.com or more accurately, you're getting some, like, image or ad or other element that's part of the Verge.com. Like, there are a lot of different things that are loading as part of a one website. But also, you're getting the Verge.com. I mean, in fact, we don't have, like, full HTTPS on the site yet, so this is sort of a bad example. But they're working on it. But this is why, I mean, I think initially people were like, we need HTTPS for credit card transactions and banking and anything with a login and email and like those are the things where you need to encrypt the information but and and that's the encryption part or like the the secret message part but there's also so i mean any encryption system is doing both of these things at once so i mean iMessage is also signing the message so that you're sure that it came from the person it's just like not really the important part of the system so people don't talk about it but in web encryption it is the important part of the system because otherwise you can send people data, in some cases like JavaScript applications, that will run a program on their computer, and they need to be sure that it's coming from the place that it really says it's coming from. So, like, the, the example here would be, like, if Bank of America or Citibank didn't yeah. have HTTPS—oh, my gosh, I can't believe yeah. I stuttered my way through that—then— <laughs> 
somebody, the the uh, the ne'er do well postal man who would spoil my pie, could when I go to bankofamerica.com, slip in a fake version of it, and because there's no guarantee of the signature, I could be tricked into surrendering my password to that version, thinking it is a the actual thing. Yeah, or, or I mean, I'll tell you, like, more concretely, like, okay, so so there are a few central sources that serve ads to, like, millions of websites across the internet, and so any one of them is serving ads to, to like, you know, tens of millions of people at once. And so if you are on a website that's getting ads from them and they're not doing the ribbon, if they're not encasing their pies in ribbons, someone could sort of sit right outside that ad exchange and replace the ads with like a computer virus. And so then the website would be getting the ads and putting the ads in the little box. And then instead of showing an ad, it like plants a virus on your computer. That that makes sense. Okay, and that's I, like I, that's like a very real thing that in fact like does happen. Like malvertising, it's a real. It, it's probably not that you not that I want people to run out and like install ad blockers, but it's like the best argument for having an ad blocker. And it's also the reason that Google has like really aggressively moved all of their ad serving infrastructure to HTTPS and encryption, and a lot of other ad companies are too, just because, like, this is a very plausible way for criminals to make money on the internet. I have, like, a jargon question. Mm-hmm. A certificate. You mentioned okay, this. Okay, yeah, yeah, the certificate. It, what, it, that, what, what is, is that? It? Okay, so the certificate is the thing that gets signed. Okay. So, although it's also signing the site, in a sense. Oh, God. There's, like, a whole chain <laughs> of things signing other things. So, uh... Basically, you go to theverge.com, right? Well, again, okay. okay, or you go you go to google.com and you're like, how do I know that this is really google.com? Especially because google.com is like on dozens of servers across the internet, like no there's no like single place that you can be sure it's there. So how can I be sure that it's google.com? Well, okay, they tied this ribbon in a certain way, right? They have this signature. Well, how can I be sure that this signature is actually the signature that belongs to Google, right? Like, how, how do I know that? And there's a certificate that is signed by a certificate authority that says, like, yeah, this this is the, the signature that you want. You know, like, th- this is, this is in fact, Google. Like, they, they set this up with us earlier. Like, we were paying attention. They did the right things. Like, it's cool. It's them, right? And, and so what was happening in the initial example was that the company that was providing the certificate, the certificate authority, Global Sign in that case, was saying, wait, no, it's not them. <laughs> like, they're not, like, this signature okay. isn't good. And so then the everything <laughs> sort of went haywire, and they're like, oh, God, don't load the assets. Like, that's not a real certificate. This is, something's gone wrong. Someone's slipped, someone's cursed the pie. Um, and so everything freaked out and stopped loading. I, I'm going to go real deep down this bizarre metaphor that we have yeah. really burdened ourselves Ribbons and with. pies and cursing, yeah. The certificate is essentially like a third-party pie adjudicator who is going who has the capacity to know very well all the different types of ribboning that could go on pies. Okay, so, so s- here's the problem though cuz this gets mm. even worse. Oh, so God. like then how do you know that okay, so so the website corresponds to this certificate, right? Uh-huh. And so the website's verified by the certificate and the certificate is verified by the certificate authority. Right. Uh-huh. Well, okay, but how do you know that they're so global sign is they're saying, okay, it's really this, right? Like that that certificate checks out. We issued it at this time, 
it's cool, right? And, and they mm-hmm. and they re-update them at a certain scale, and, and so they're, like, saying everything's kosher, right? Well, but how do you know they're really global sign, and it's not some other person pretending to be global sign? Well, this is upsetting, is really... I mean, I, you don't? I, I, there's no, another global so there's sign? Another, there's a root store, which mm. there are three big ones. Apple runs one. Uh, Microsoft runs one and Mozilla runs one. Basically, it's there's one for each operating system. So, so if you're on, I forget. There's some so like Chrome OS is on the Mozilla one, and I think all the Apple products are on the Apple one. Although I'm not sure, there might be some weirdness there. But then also like all the Microsoft products are on the Microsoft one, and they are constantly certifying the certificate authorities and that like the reason it corresponds to the os is that the operating system at that level is checking with the root store to then check with the certificate authority to then check with the certificate okay i i think i think like this is one of those things kind of like an art house movie where it's like (laughs) i don't i can't say i get it but i get the i like i i have a sense of it which is good it's a chain but, of it's a chain of trust. Yeah, sure. But why aren't all sites HTTPS then? Well, I mean, the initial anecdote sort of illustrates it's like not perfect a perfect system. Um, okay, so we're moving towards more of them being HTTPS, right? I think actually earlier today, uh, Mozilla said based on like people loading pages in Firefox that like on some particular day, more than half the pages were HTTPS. Now that wasn't like that's not, that was like a high day, but still. So we're moving towards it. It's like a pain, like as you can imagine, like the feeling that you just got when I described that whole chain. Mm-hmm. Like you also have to like pay the certificate authorities and like deal mm-hmm. with them. And it like if this is if your job is making websites load quickly and effectively, like this sort of makes your job harder. Now I think I don't want to sound as if so. So for a long time, it was conventional wisdom that HTTPS would slow down a website's loading and also put more lo- more like processor load on the hardware. So like your phone is has to do more work. Sure. Uh, that's not necessarily still the case like these things are kind of controversial but basically people are like no we figured out how to do it well enough that that's not a problem i think like if you have a really old phone and so people worry that like maybe we're making this so sophisticated that like you know people with like five-year-old hardware you know is this are, are we making the thing so so complicated that like you know people loading websites on incredibly old phones in like Africa are not are going to be kind of effectively shut out of the web and that's something that some people are concerned about it doesn't seem like that's what's happening but it's sort of what's happening the, but but in practical terms i i mean that doesn't seem like a huge problem although the the load is a little bit higher in practical terms basically it's that it's a pain to set up it's sort of a headache to keep anything on the internet for a lot of different reasons. And this is just like more work and we haven't like forced people to do it yet, but we're gradually forcing, there's sort of more and more pressure on people who are making websites to make them only load in HTTPS. Sure. Okay. I'm. This is like a personal example. Okay. Yeah. I, I tend to prefer using Chrome. But I use 
all browsers all said and done between like my phone and my laptop and a PC. I feel like on Chrome, I get a lot of the the red screens. Oh, yeah, the red screens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why more there than <laughs> elsewhere? Yeah, okay. So this is, I was saying there's a lot of pressure to do HTTPS. A lot of that pressure is coming from Google, right? And And I think there are like strategic reasons for it where I think Apple doesn't really care. Like it's not a threat to Apple products if websites are, are kind of insecure, whereas for Google... They need to be able to serve their ads onto websites without people thinking that they're going to get viruses from it and blocking the ads. Like that's it's like a big threat to their business. And so they're really pushing everyone to say, you know, hey, guys, like, let's get serious. So they have said, you know, you will get a slight bump in your search ranking if you're on HTTPS. Any website that asks you to input credentials and this happened like a few weeks ago, they said, if, if you're asking people to log in and it's not an HTTPS site, we're going to like make a big flag come up and say, this is insecure. You shouldn't do this. Uh, now, I mean, how much people look at those flags is no big question. But then, okay, so I was talking about the certificates. I mean, okay, okay. So, so they're pushing everyone towards HTTPS. They're like, the entire web has to get on this. It's the only way any of this is going to survive. Like, get with the program. Or eventually, like, Chrome may just put a big red tag over your website if it's not on HTTPS. That's what that's what they've said they're moving towards. It's not clear when they'll let them move that far, but that's where they're going. But so the red screen is actually even a little bit different. So the certificate authorities are constantly issuing these certificates for websites, right? Right. And there are a couple different things about the certificates. So they're usually for a set period of time. Because you have to keep making sure that this really is the website. No one has, like, slipped in and accidentally, you know, maybe someone else got the private key that is used to sign this certificate, right? And so, well, then you need to regenerate the certificate. This is a thing that happened with Heartbleed. And so that—and you have to pay them a little bit of money for each new certificate. Um, But also, the cryptography that they're using, like, the math itself to implement— the signature, right? Because the signature is basically encryption. Like we're talking about it as if it's like signing a piece of paper, but you have to do this math stuff. And if the math breaks, just like if the math breaks in conventional encryption, you can decrypt the message. Well, if the math breaks here, someone else could sign a website that wasn't from theverge.com and say it was coming from theverge.com, right? And right. that would uh, that would break the whole system, right? So the NSA, it seems like can do that. Like this was one of the things that came out with Snowden, and it was kind of unclear, like, exactly which version of the math they were talking about. But we know that there is some secret SSL hack that the NSA has. And one of the reasons that it made people nervous is that they, or I mean, one of the conclusions was, well, okay, it, we have to make sure that we're using the latest and greatest math. The, people can't just sort of throw numbers at and somehow math their way through it. But so then if you're using the old math, maybe you haven't. It's like more work to use the new math. You don't really want to. What's the cutoff point at which point we stop accepting the old math? The old math is SHA-1 for anyone who's who like actually knows what the hell is going oh on. Like, wants to Google it, but it's SHA-1. <laughs> and they've been trying to move away from it because there's reason to believe. We sort of don't know exactly how it would work, but people are like, you know, when you're like walking on a creaky floor and you're like, this isn't 
I couldn't tell you exactly where it's going to split open, but I've got a bad feeling about this. That's kind of the vibe. So if you get someone who's using the old stuff, it might give you a red screen. Or if they haven't updated their certificate, they might get a red screen. I mean, that's the most common thing is just it's an expired certificate, which is not really a huge problem and probably not. This happened a lot. So the, the federal government has has started moving over to HTTPS. I mean, they, they've gotten very good about it over the course of the Obama administration. I think before the Obama administration, almost none of it was. Like just like like .gov websites. Um, and now almost all of it is in part because of various sort of 18F and the United States Digital Service who are doing a lot of good work on this. They're sending out cakes with HTTPS certificates on the shaped like certificates. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> but the result is you would go to like NSA.gov and you get a big red screen because they were three days late updating their certificate. So there's a lot of stuff like that There's that you just have to stay on top of and, and people are still kind of figuring it out and it's weird. And Chrome is, because Google's Google's like aggressive about it, Chrome is like the one that will, will ding you for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to summarize this as best as I can. And let me know if I'm like... Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. But it seems like what you're saying is like, so there's HTTPS. Yeah. Uh, and it's, oh God. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. The ribbons. Pies no, no, ribbons. no. So, no, so I, I, yeah. Eventually, <laughs> someone might learn how to my ribbon tricks from watching my ribbons from the outside, and so I need to always use the hippest, latest. Yeah, you're, you're constantly most updating your strategy. Ribbon strategies, and if I use the old one, if I use last season's ribbon strategy, then your butler pie checker yeah your pie checker might say this is an old strategy throw this pie in the trash just to be careful and when you get the red screen and ask do you want to continue and you click through I'm... you're eating a pie out of the trash yeah got it so i'm eating trash pie well but it could still be good pie that's not saying that's not saying it's bad pie it's just been in the trash and someone told you it was garbage and you ate it anyway Sure. I mean, when have I not done that? <laughs> yeah, hypothetically. Not that <laughs> yeah, I'm hypothetically. <laughs> um, okay, to wrap, to wrap this up. Okay, yeah. Are things getting better or more secure, or are we just, like, making more and more complicated math? And by that, I mean, are we, are we just in, like, a space race with people who would bring us bad pie uh, yeah. in terms of just make, so, make better math, and then they, they, they meet us there? I think that this is... Usually at the end of the security, what's tech? I'm like, everything is always going to be screwed. This is terrible. But I think this one, fundamentally, this system works. There are like a lot of different parts of it. And maybe, you know, I'm not sure that this current system is like the greatest system for implementing this. But fundamentally, the signature certificate model will stop people from slipping random stuff into websites. You know, like, it'll stop that attack, which is a real attack and a thing that people do, and we should try to stop them from doing it. And this will do that. Now, you have to get everyone on that, and there are always going to be some people who kind of don't make it onto the lifeboat, if as it were. Like, like being this aggressive about pushing it forward does knock some people off and there are some bad actors there was this weird certificate of authority that got deprecated a while ago because they weren't anyway it's a whole there's a lot of bureaucracy in making it happen 
Sure. But once it's and and once it is in place, things like this global sign thing are still going to happen. All systems break and this one's going to break from time to time. And the result of that is going to be websites actually not loading and it's going to be terrible, <laughs> but it will solve the problem that we're trying to solve. It'll keep people from slipping malware onto web pages, which is a serious problem. And this will actually fix that. We'll get some other new problems that are a little bit easier to deal with. But this things are, are getting better, is my punchline. At the end of the day, we all get pie. Well, all of us on the internet. Yeah. We sure. get delicious website pie. Perfect. You know what? Thank you for coming and helping me through. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the art film, I, I feel confident. I, w- I wouldn't be able to like, write oh, like, a great. great review about it, but I could like, <laughs> recommend it to my friends. Yeah, totally. And you can tell people you've seen it. <laughs> That's so true. And That's just as good enough when it comes to safety. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And thank you to our producer, Andrew Marino. And thank you to today's sponsor, Northeastern University's Demore McKim School of Business. Northeastern University's Demore McKim School of Business offers the master's degree for corporate entrepreneurs, the MS in Innovation. This program, available 100% online and completed in just one year, is designed to develop leaders and change agents within the corporate setting. Northeastern is now accepting applications for its January cohort of online innovation students. Get started today by visiting msininnovation.com. That's msininnovation.com. Thank you to you, the listener. We are here every Tuesday. You can leave a review on iTunes if you want to do us a solid. But really, you can find the show on any of your favorite podcatchers. Until next time, we will see you all later. Enjoy your evening pie. Goodbye. Ba-ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba.